Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, babies switched before birth inside two couples' painful IVF embryo mix-up and how their families have come together to make things work. Plus, Kim Kardashian and Drake speak out about the World Festival tragedy. And more weigh in on Aaron Rodgers' vaccination status and claims. It's November 9th. Hi there, this is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, bringing you all the news and notes this year Tuesday. Starting off with some happy news today, Pakistani women's rights activist and one of my heroes, Malala Yousafzai, just got married. The 24-year-old Nobel laureate announced on social media today that she tied the knot with her partner, Asr Malik, in their hometown of Birmingham, and she shared some beautiful photos of the happy day. She's rocking pink, and it all just looks perfect. I'm so happy for her and her powerful journey. We had her on the show a while back and the courage and optimism she has to this day, despite all that she's had to face, is just remarkable. Asser is a very lucky guy. Moving on to an update in the ongoing news surrounding Travis Scott's tragic Astro World Festival last week. It was announced that Scott will not be performing at the upcoming Day in Vegas Festival, put on by the same organizers as Coachella, and which he was scheduled to co-headline soon. Also, we've now heard from Drake and Kim Kardashian, who've spoken out about it all. Drake, if you recall, performed on stage with Scott for a time on Friday as the entire trampling incident was taking place. In an Instagram post, the 35-year-old rapper broke his silence, writing... Quote, I've spent the past few days trying to wrap my mind around this devastating tragedy. I hate resorting to this platform to express an emotion as delicate as grief, but this is where I find myself. My heart is broken for the families and friends of those who lost their lives and for anyone who is suffering. I will continue to pray for all of them and will be of service in any way I can. May God be with you all. And Kim Kardashian, who wasn't there, took to Instagram stories to share her support for both the victims and for Scott, who's like a brother-in-law to her. She wrote, quote, absolutely heartbroken for the lives who were lost and anyone who was hurt at Astroworld. Just like all of you, our family is in shock by the tragedy. We are keeping all of the victims, families, and loved ones impacted in our prayers for healing, as well as Travis, who we know cares so much about his fans and is truly devastated. Such a terrible situation. Now, on to the continued controversy bubbling up surrounding embattled Green Bay Packers QB Aaron Rodgers. It's been about a week since he came forth confirming that he has not gotten the COVID-19 vaccine after he had previously told people that he was, quote, immunized against the virus. He added that he hasn't gotten it because of fears that he is allergic and that it will cause infertility. As you can imagine, the internet and the world has a lot of thoughts about this, including his fiance, Shalene Woodley, who appears to still be in his corner. Yesterday, the Daily Mail published an article 
claiming that Rogers was out and about in L.A. amidst his COVID-19 diagnosis. The article included pictures of a man who resembled Rogers walking around L.A. Woodley wasn't having it. She posted to her Instagram stories, writing, quote, literally, y'all need to calm the F down. This is straight up hilarious. News outlets still grasping at straws to disparage Aaron, finding random effing men on the streets of L.A. and saying it's him. Well, there is so much circling about Rogers and everything that's going on with him in the media right now. And People has exclusive reporting about how he is taking all of the backlash. So joining me now to break it all down is senior People writer Steve Helling. Hi, Steve. Hey, Janine. Thanks so much for having me. So before we jump into this, let's give people a quick refresher as to why Rogers is in the hot seat. Well, Aaron finds himself in hot water because he came down with COVID, and that wouldn't ordinarily be enough to, you know, really cause a problem, except for reports started to come out that he wasn't vaccinated. But then if you look back at old interviews that he did, he said that he was, quote, immunized, which was obviously intended to make people think, oh, he's been vaccinated, when really what he was doing was relying on his own immune system, doing some alternative medicine, that type of thing. So, you know, the question comes, was he being truthful? Was he being honest? And then was he putting people at risk by being unvaccinated and in such close quarters there in the NFL um, while he was susceptible to the disease? So, Steve, we've got this exclusive reporting that Rogers is, quote, upset by the response so many people have about his vaccination status and recent confessions about it. So take me into what this source has told us. So we have a source who has known Aaron for a long time. And this source said that, you know, he was really upset with the way that the backlash has happened. You know, that people have really started to to come at him and say, you know, what he thinks are horrible things. He still stands by the thought that this is his body, his choice, his decision, what he's going to do about his own health. And he also believes that because he's an athlete, that he knows his body better than many of us know our bodies, which may or may not be true, but that doesn't make you a um, an expert in infectious diseases or, you know, immunology or anything like that. Yeah, well, it's been days since Rogers went on that Pat McPhee show um, and said all of this. The backlash surrounding him has only continued to grow. Even basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an op-ed where he takes Rogers to task for his fears, writing, statistically, 21 out of 2 million vaccinated people had severe allergic reactions. And he added that Rogers had a greater risk of infertility from COVID-19 itself, which he now has. So, Steve, tell me what else is out there. What are folks saying about all of this? So after he appeared on the Pat McAfee show, there was a lot of backlash. And it wasn't just, you know, online Twitter chatter. This was real people who are influential in the NFL and in sports in general. You know, so Jimmy Johnson came out. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out. A lot of different people came out to criticize him. Even Howard Stern did. And basically the idea is, who does this guy think he is to put everybody else at risk? Mm. Well, lastly, Steve, he has lost sponsorships at this point. I mean, people like Howard Stern have suggested that he be fired. Is Rogers worried about his career and, and his legacy at all? 
Well, obviously, this is going to affect his legacy. You know, there's there's actually talk about people saying he should quit, he should be fined, he should be removed for the rest of the season. There should be some sort of punishment. And when you're somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who's not a controversial figure, you know, he's gone for a very long time in the NFL without any real controversy whatsoever. So this controversy is taking him by surprise. It's making him unhappy. But on top of it all, it really is threatening his his um, legacy is threatening what people think of him, his reputation. And, you know, this is a PR nightmare that he's going to take a long time to dig himself out of. Next up, people Zoe Ruderman and I dig into a life-altering mix-up involving two couples, their embryos, and the babies they thought were their own. Stick around. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Okay, it's time now to dig in. There's a story making headlines that is truly unbelievable. And I've asked people, Zoe Ruderman, who also hosts People's Podcast, Me Becoming Mom, to help me out with this complicated one. Back in September 2019, two L.A. couples gave birth to each other's babies after a mix-up at their IVF clinic, California Center for Reproductive Health. Unknowingly, they spent months raising children that weren't theirs. Parents Alexander and Daphna Cardinali are now suing both the clinic and their physician for medical malpractice, negligence, and fraud, among other things. Alexander, the father, was confused why their baby didn't look anything like him or his wife, saying, quote, if we hadn't done IVF, I would have Just chalk the lack of resemblance up to genetics. She just looks how she looks. No big deal. But because we'd done IVF, my brain started going to the dark place. And so after weeks of questioning, a DNA test confirmed the baby wasn't theirs. And days later, they hired an attorney and found the biological parents, as well as their biological baby, which that couple had birthed. The couple's embryos had gotten mixed up in the lab used by the fertility clinic. What a shock. And after weeks of meeting up with the other couple and exchanging babies for brief visits, the four parents realized the constant switching was too difficult on everyone and decided to swap babies permanently. Nearly two years have passed since the two couples, who lived 10 minutes from each other, got their children back. And in that time, they forged a strong bond with one another. And Alexander says, quote, we've just kind of blended the families. And wow, Zoe, People sat down with this couple and talked about this truly wild story. And the first question that comes to mind for me is just how, Zoe, how could a mix-up of this caliber happen? I have no idea. This is really terrifying. I mean, Janine, you know that I went through an IVF journey, and I have to tell you, everyone who has gone through this spends at least one minute thinking about this more as a joke than actually considering it as like a real option. But you hear these 
very rare, very wild stories. And you think, I mean, the first thing I thought is because they take the woman's egg and the man's sperm. What if they use someone else's sperm? What if they use someone else's egg? But then by the time you get to the point where they're transferring the embryo, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you from my experience, there are like five people in the room who check a dozen times. Who are you? What's your social security? Mm. What is your partner's name? They show you on a screen, literally a photo of the embryo that has your name, your partner's name. It has Mm. its own ID number. I mean, there's an embryologist there for the entire process when they come in the room with the tiny little embryo. They like identify the embryo. I mean, it's almost funny, like as if it's a real kid, but it is the idea of something like this happening. The negligence is mind boggling. I was devastated on behalf of these couples thinking about it on the one hand, like it's a miracle. They both have kids. Thank God they live 10 minutes apart. Thank God they didn't discover this 10 years in because can you even imagine? But it's, it's so hard to go through something like that and then to have this be part of your difficult journey. It just, I can't fathom. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't think about that. Going from struggling to have a child in the first place to something like this, it just puts it in even more perspective uh, how devastating it must have been to find out the truth, especially after you've spent so much time with the baby. The couple spoke about those first critical weeks. Let's take a listen. You're just going through the normal day of falling in love with your kid. You're doing feedings and changing diapers and, and cooing. Do like there's this moment of like a moment in time of like sheer bliss when like they're new and they're squishy and she's so perfect and everybody's getting to know each other and falling in love with <sighs> each other and 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 balancing the the two kids and because Olivia's like five and a half at the time, you know, she really really participated in all of that stuff. Oh, and, and Zoe, they mention it there. Their five-year-old is also involved in all of this. Alexander and Daphna's daughter, Olivia, was five at the time, and she fell in love with the baby girl who she thought was her sister. It broke my heart, Janine. It just, it was like, I mean, you have an older son, you brought home your daughter. Like all you think about as a parent, I imagine is like, how do I get them to bond? How do I get the older child to accept this baby? And the daughter did accept the new baby. And it's just, you know, I just, I like, I wanted to sob when I read the part where the older daughter asked them, she begged the parents not to switch the babies. It's just, how do you explain this to a little kid? My goodness, I can't even imagine. This is, but then I can also see how difficult that would be to to keep up the, you know, like, okay, now go hang out with your real sister over there 10 minutes away. And right. then come, you know, like. And it's just wild. I thought it was what? so interesting that the father knew from the beginning that he had mm. this gut instinct. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think, but he really tried to push it out of his mind. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so wild to think about. And also like imagine the legal conversations around this because I do they both have to agree legally and technically the baby even though it was carried by a different mother belongs to this other family so thank god that they both agreed to what they wanted to do to switch the babies it's oh and thank god they're both healthy Absolutely. and I don't know but like we've both been pregnant you think about like taking care of your body and putting into your body what you want your baby to get 
And like, I don't know if these moms nurse their babies, but like there is so much physical connection. There's so much. I mean, yeah, the fact that they were grown and, and, and in that other woman's body, it makes me like my mom always tells a story about my oldest sister. I'm like the youngest of four. And my oldest sister, it was when, you know, you were in the hospital, there was literally just like a sheet separating you and the other woman that was giving birth and all of that. And um, somehow like the nurse came in and handed my mom this other <gasps> baby and handed the woman next to her. <laughs> and my mom knew immediately, like, you know, what it was very clear yeah. that that was my mom's baby and they switched immediately but that was like she <gasps> knew she had had her baby she saw her baby the nurses got confused somehow and did it and it, it happened in a matter of seconds to this is like the new age version i guess of being right. switched at birth because this is happening in the womb like this your body has has fed and nurtured this embryo and this baby so they are a part of the other person's life if they if they you know, planned on it or not. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at this quote from the couple's attorney, Adam Wolf. He said, people make mistakes. And in most industries, those mistakes are fairly harmless. They can be corrected. With fertility clinics, those mistakes can have lifelong consequences. This has fundamentally changed the lives of Daphna and Alexander, as well as their two children. I, I just am so glad that they live 10 minutes apart. Part, and I'm so right? glad that they figured this out in the first few months. Yeah. Because of course, the first thing you do is you put yourself in these women's shoes. And I thought, oh my God, my son is 17 months. What if I got a call from the clinic? Because here's the wild thing. The first thing they that happened is they got a call from the clinic saying, can we see a photo of your baby? Hmm? That's weird. That's atypical. Like no one is asking for a photo of your baby after you give birth from the IVF clinic. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in there, and I can't. If anyone, no, you're not getting Ramy. You're not getting my baby. I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> she's mine now. Well, Ramy is definitely <laughs> yours. I can tell by those videos. She is definitely yours. I don't need a genetic test to tell that oh. she is. And then I, I, I will say, I want to speak to like what Alexander said about the blended family aspect of it. It was a blessing that we all were on the same page, or that we all were open to like, let's just kind of hang out together every day. Let's get together. Every weekend, we've spent every holiday together since then. We've spent every birthday together since then. And we've just kind of blended the families. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that there's that aspect. Me too. I hope they think of this as a silver lining. And I hope these kids grow up to be friends and they'll have a really great story to tell. That was head of People.com and host of People's Me Becoming Mom podcast, Zoe Ruderman, on Two Couples IVF Embryo Mix-Up. For more on this fascinating story, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile and get your heart racing a little. Brace yourselves, because tonight is the night when the world will finally know who our 2021 sexiest man alive is. But before that, I give you Bowen Yang, the 31-year-old Saturday Night Live sketch comedian makes his debut in this year's issue. Here he is offering his surprising and hilarious cure for a hangover. <laughs> Any episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, because it's so jarring that it literally is sobering in a way that is like, the headache you get from watching that show in a normal state cancels out the headache you have in a hangover. Well, as we prepare to crown King Sexy, here's a few words about the outgoing SMA from Stephen Colbert, who will be revealing the news tonight. Who will fill the sexiness vacuum soon to be left by the outgoing sexiest man, Michael B. Jordan? Jordan, at this point, is a sexy lame duck. I mean, it's just... <laughs> 
It's just handshaking and ribbon cutting from here on out. He can't, he can't really pass any meaningful sexy legislation at this point. I love him. Make sure to tune in to tonight's episode of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert to find out who will be people's new sexiest man alive. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. 